Hey everybody, Nick Espinosa, your chief security fanatic here. And it is Sunday, but it happens to be the very last Sunday and the very last day of 2023. So we are doing the top breaches of 2023. It's an annual tradition. And if you are a longtime listener, follower, or follow my uh, radio show, hopefully on an NPR Pacifica affiliate near you, you know that I do breaches of the week every single Sunday and every single radio segment. And there are a ton of them that I sifted through starting from January all the way to literally a couple of days ago, and we're going to cover what I think are some of the most important uh, data breaches out there, not necessarily by numbers, but by significance, by impact, by by uniqueness, whatever that is. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. I'd also love to hear if you think I missed something, because quite frankly, this was a walk down memory lane, good, bad, or ugly, just like yesterday's top tech, cybersecurity news, etc. Was, was as well. So let's start with January. Now, if you recall, in 2022, LastPass got breached. They got breached back in August. And I said back then, they're hiding things. Just you wait. Well, sure enough, a lot came to fruition in 2023, starting in January. And basically what we found out is that the malicious actors, and they revealed this in January, obtained a ton of personal information belonging to customers that included their encrypted password vaults by using data siphoned from that earlier break-in. Now, on top of that, the adversary is said to have copied out customer vault data from the encrypted storage service it's stored uh, basically it's stored in a quote proprietary binary format and quote that contained both unencrypted data such as website urls and fully encrypted data uh, like usernames and passwords, secure notes. In addition, the attacker obtained the passwords of 30 million users and 85,000 companies from LastPass. And the reason why they did that, as we found out, was that the iteration of encryption they were using was vastly more weakened compared to standards. In other words, when they built this, they hadn't kept the encryption technology up, and they claimed that they were in the process of upgrading all of those that were running 5,000 iterations to 100,000, which which was the standard. So obviously that's a huge issue. If you're on LastPass, even a year ago, you shouldn't do it. And we got more news throughout 2023, but that was the bomb drop for uh, breaches in uh, January of this year. Now in February, we had the Fortra Go Anywhere breach, which essentially was used by a ton of large corporations, governments, etc. And for months, we saw just a slew of companies, organizations, nonprofits, government agencies have to declare breaches as a result of Fortra Go Anywhere. So that was one of the worst breaches of 2023, but definitely not the worst. You might know what I'm talking about, but we'll get to that one very last, even out of order. Now, on top of it, let's talk about March, because the U.S. Department of Defense basically secured an exposed server back then that was basically spilling internal U.S. military emails to the open internet for weeks. Now, the exposed server was hosted on Microsoft Azure government uh, cloud for the Department of Defense, which uses servers that are physically separated from other commercial customers. But even though they're used to be shared on classified data, you still got to you still got to secure them. Now, the exposed server was part of an internal mailbox system storing about three terabytes of internal military emails, many pertaining to the U.S. Special Operations Command or SOCOM. And obviously, that those are the Navy SEALs. You need somebody fixed at three in the morning. These are the guys that do it. Very sensitive data, obviously a black eye. And apparently that server was exposed without a password. 
Now in April, we got to talk about ChatGPT because they had a breach. Now that breach happened in late March, but we learned about it in April and essentially it exposed payment related and other personal information for about 1.2% of ChatGPT plus subscribers who were active during a basically a specific nine hour window according to uh, OpenAI. So obviously not a, not a good look. That was the first breach and ChatGPT has declared, and they've declared some subsequent ones. So while it affected, you know, probably a few million people overall in the long run, this really is setting a precedent because we are basically living in the large language model LLM world now with the ChatGPTs and Google Bards of the world. Now, also in April, <coughs> eFile.com, which is authorized by the Internal Revenue Service, the U.S. federal agency that co uh, co collects our taxes. This was an interesting one because eFile.com, as that IRS authorized eFile software, was caught serving JavaScript malware to customers that were breaking in. Security researchers stated that malicious JavaScript files existed on eFile.com's website for weeks. Bleeping Computer was able to confirm the existence of this basically, uh, you know, as they track this in real time, but apparently that was hit. And so when you went to file your taxes, you also got breached as well. That was a huge problem. Now in June, we had Luxottica. Luxottica is the largest eyewear supplier in the entire world. They confirmed that one of their partners suffered a data breach in 2021. And again, we're in 2023 that exposed the personal information of 70 million customers after a database was posted June of 2023 for free on hacking forums. Now, Luxottica, as I said, is the world's largest eyewear maker. So if you own a pair of Ray-Bans, Oakley, Chanel, Prada, Versace, Dolce & Gabbana, Burberry, Giorgio Armani, Michael Kors, and many other brands, you might have an issue here. The company also also operates iMed, which is the vision insurance company, one of the largest here in the United States. So Luxottica getting hit, not good for glasses wearers. In July, we had Meta. Now, Meta, maker, or I should say owner of Facebook and uh, Instagram, basically was in some trouble. Senate Democrats were calling on the Department of Justice to investigate after a months log probe reportedly revealed, quote, outrageous, extensive, and po potentially illegal sharing of taxpayers' sensitive personal and financial information with Meta by online tax preparation companies. In other words, Meta was basically taking any kind of tax data and they were filling it or sending it to tax prep companies and vice versa. Now, the lawmakers, including Senators Elizabeth Warren, Senators Ron, uh, Senator Ron Wyden of uh, Oregon, I'm a huge fan of him in terms of privacy, Richard Blumenthal, Tammy Duckworth, uh, uh, Bernie Sanders, and Sheldon Whitehouse released a 54-page report on this issue, also requesting prosecution if the company or individual violated the law. Obviously, that's a huge black eye, and quite frankly, there's not a year that goes by that Meta doesn't have some kind of massive data breach, none, another just awful company. Now, in August... We had a problem with the entire country of Norway, home of giants. Now, 12 Norwegian government ministries were hit by a cyber attack in August, and that's the latest attack to hit the public sector of Europe's largest gas supplier, and it's also NATO's northernmost member, if you didn't know. Thank you very much, Svalbard. Now, quote, we identified a weakness in the platform of one of our suppliers. That, weaken, that weakness has now been shut. That's according to Eric Hope, 
the head of the government agency in charge of providing services to ministries in, in a news conference. Now, the attack was identified due to, quote unquote, unusual traffic on the supplier's platform. And they declined to basically provide specifics, including now I went back and looked as I was researching this. This was uncovered on July 12th and was under investigation then as well. Now, skipping forward to um, September, we had saved the children and as you know, I do data breaches every single week and I report and every data breach is a crime. They're all awful situations in their own right. But what kind of scumbag and actually calling this jerk a scumbag is an insult to the scumbag community rips off a charity whose mission is to actually protect children from traffickers and indigents. That is a huge problem. Now, the ransomware gang Beyond Leanne had claimed responsibility for the cyber attack against Save the Children International. Now, while the charity was not directly named by the ransomware gang in a post on its dark web data leak site, Beyond Leanne identified the charity as being, quote, the world's largest nonprofit, the world's leading nonprofit, excuse me, and said that the nonprofit makes $2.8 billion U.S. in revenues and operates in 116 countries. Now, that... Information alone, 2.8 billion, 116 countries, very quickly led to save the children. Never a good look. Absolutely horrible. On top of that, in October, and we're not getting political here, but this I thought was interesting because it was all over the news and it is a data breach. We have to talk about Hunter Biden in October. This is the president's son. Now, basically, uh, as I mentioned, President Biden's son, Hunter, had sued uh, former New York mayor and uh, um, uh, President Trump's lawyer, or former lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, as well as another attorney, saying that those two wrongly accessed and shared his personal data after obtaining it from the owner of a computer repair shop in uh, basically the state of Delaware. Now, the lawsuit accuses Mr. Giuliani and attorney Robert Costello of spending years, quote, hacking into, tampering with, manipulating, copying, disseminating, and generally obsessing over the uh, data that was, quote, taken or stolen from Hunter's devices and storage. And obviously, that's a huge thing. Now, while that may affect Hunter Biden alone, and again, I am not adjudicating this politically. I don't care if you love or hate the guy or what your stance is on that. But the point is, is that this was probably one of the most public data breaches that we have seen that had been unfolding under years. And Hunter Biden, obviously being targeted by, you know, various entities and all of that, even had essentially naked pictures of him on the Congress floor presented by one representative, uh, you know, uh, basically out of Georgia. And so this is a very personal breach, but it was a very, very public breach, which is why I think it is a significant one for news. Now, also in October, moving on, we had 23andMe. That's right, the genetic testing company, and I did an entire PowerPoint on this one. They confirmed on Friday, October 8th, that they basically had a data from a, a data of a subset of data from their company leaked uh, basically about their users. Now, the company said that they were not breached, but essentially a password spraying attack allowed attackers to get into a lot of uh, a lot like some like 10 to 20,000 uh, uh, users of 23andMe. And by virtue of that, they then had access to more data because if you're on there, odds are you're connected to relatives. And so if you've got 20 relatives you didn't know about around the world, now the attacker has access to those 20 as well. Well, and so this ended up affecting millions and really opened up a can of worms at just how private uh, 23andMe is, not to mention their competitors, as well as a lack of security controls uh, that they would have on basically what is the most sensitive and private data that you can have. You can never change your DNA. And that is a huge, huge thing. It's also the reason why I've never gone 
to a 23andMe and done a genetics test as much as I want to, the privacy laws are simply just not there. The attackers also basically posted initial data sample on breach forms, which is one of the you know dark web sites where you can see this kind of information and all of that. And they also claimed that basically they had 1 million data points exclusively about Ashkenazi Jews. And so if they are going after ethnicities in one way, shape, or form, obviously, there you go. But 23andMe, significant breach. Now, in November, we had Okta, the Identity Access Management Platform. Now, Okta says this basically affected a very small number of customers. However, they upped that to basically say any customer that issued uh, basically uh, called Okta and engaged in their support. Now, what happened was their support uh, members, which was a third-party outsourced company, was using a product and technology that Okta gave them that was essentially establishing a connection with the user, but it was insecure. And by virtue of that, attackers could essentially copy out the encryption keys and then use them to potentially get into customer platforms. And so that was a huge thing. Okta has since shut that down. And I will give Okta uh, you know, credit in the sense that they were incredibly transparent about that. And I wish more tech companies would be. But obviously, uh, once again, a black eye for the cybersecurity community. So that's never a good thing. Now, also in November, the world's largest commercial bank, ICBC, or the Industrial Commercial Bank of China, confirmed that they got hit with a ransomware on November 8th. Now, this obviously is huge news that they're the largest financial institution in the world. Quote, on November 8, 2023, U.S. Eastern Time, November 9, 2023, Beijing Time, ICBC Financial Services experienced a ransomware attack that resulted in disruption of certain systems. Immediately upon discovering the incident, ICBC disconnected and isolated the impact systems, etc., etc. But it shut down the world's largest bank. That is the power of a data breach. And you never want to basically go to the bank and say, can't log in, can't get to your money. So sorry, not good. And in December, the month where we are in, the very last day, we're basically uh, talking about Comcast. Now, Xfinity, which is basically the cable and television giant's um, residential division, basically became the latest uh, victim of what is known as the Citrix Bleed vulnerability, and they basically confirmed that earlier in December. Now, the telecom giant said that attackers exploiting that vulnerability had access to their internal systems between October 16th through the 19th, and the company did not detect the malicious activity until October 25th, obviously letting us know a month and a half, two months later in December. Now, in a filing with Maine's Attorney General, Comcast confirmed that almost 35.8 million customers were affected by the breach. There's way more uh, customers than there are uh, worldwide or, or, or nationwide than there are in Maine. So 35.8 is a huge thing. Now, according to Comcast's latest earning report, a company has more than 32 million broadband customers, which suggests that everybody was hit. If you were a customer, you got hit with Xfinity. So go change your passwords, uh, Xfinity users. But Comcast just sneaking in a major data breach at the end of the year. And finally, for the worst data breach by far, not even close in 2023, we have to go back to June. And did you guess it? I'm pretty sure you did, especially if you're a regular follower, because every single week since June, every single week, I've had to mention them as company after company, after government agency, after nonprofit, after education, after hospitals, after everything has had to declare data breaches thanks to Move It. Now, basically, attackers were actually actively exploiting a zero-day vulnerability in the MoveIt uh, uh, transfer file software and essentially were able to get in. And the Klopp ransomware gang hit thousands of companies. They were looking for hundreds of millions of dollars combined collectively, and it has been non-stop 
every single week. And when I was going back and reviewing all the breaches, literally from January on, when it hit to June, it's just a list of, of move it victims. This is going to be the worst data breach possibly in history at this time because it was used so widely. And all move it does is move files from one place to another. It's really that simple, but it's so effective at what it was doing that it was being used by IT teams all over the place and it had a massive vulnerability and nobody was patching it. And so public facing instances of MoveIt were hijacked pretty much instantly. Data started getting exfiltrated. Companies and organizations around the world started getting, uh, basically started getting extorted. And I think I'm going to be all through 2024 talking about MoveIt. So that is hands down the worst disaster and breach of 2023. So that's what I think were the most interesting, the worst, the craziest data breaches that we had in 2023. Did I miss one? Do you, do, you, do you think you got you got a better list than me? I'd love to hear it, uh, you know, because like I said, odds are I reported on it, but I found these more interesting, but I'd love to hear your list. And so with that, best of luck in 2024. May you not experience a data breach whatsoever. And please like, share, follow me here on Facebook and Twitter at Nick AESP. And please feel free to subscribe to me at YouTube as well. And as always, stay safe, stay online, and please attempt to stay private. Thanks, everybody.